Welcome to Marriage Devotionals with Jeff and Debbie, a weekly opportunity to listen in as they share their personal devotionals to encourage you and yours. And now, here's your hosts, national speakers and authors, Jeff and Debbie. Woo! Hey guys, it's Jeff and Debbie. <laughs> we are still alive yes. for those of you who have been wondering, hey, what happened to the Devos? Um, it's not that we stopped reading the Bible, not that we stopped having <laughs> devotionals. We've just been um, dealing with um, just more drama than usual. I've That's given right. birth to several kidney stones and a hospital stay uh, in that process. And um, then just trying to help take care of grandbaby and dealing with the curveballs of COVID. That's right. But... Um you know, um, even when things change, the Word of God is is there, and maybe it's in snippets, and we, we do do our devotionals, but grabbing the recording device and all of that has been kind of not a priority for us, so. Yeah, we, um, doing the devotionals, like Debbie said, is one thing, but then getting it loaded into the computer uploaded that stuff is the part that sometimes we just are like we're just going to have to keep going through life right now we know you guys can understand that so let's catch back up we're um, on august the 7th and uh, this one's called resting calmly in the one year at his feet devotional and he's drawing from luke 12 22 to 31 then jesus said to his disciples therefore i tell you do not worry about your life what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more he will clothe you, you of little faith. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it, for the pagan world runs after all such things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. So Chris says, not only are we not honoring God when we let our minds run wild with worry about outcomes, we also are not being very practical. There's really very little we can do to affect real change in a situation. We can do our part, certainly. God expects to be active and obedient to his promptings, but we are never the master of circumstances. He is. The more we try to control them, the more we unwittingly wrestle control from him. At the bottom of this wrestling is a mistrust that he actually does work all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes, Romans 8.28. Whenever we try to exercise control, we reveal our suspicion that God's sovereignty might not be reliable. We are saying, in effect, that we trust our own intervention over his. Jesus certainly never condemns our attempts to work in his kingdom and be obedient to his purposes. He expects our active participation in his plan. But when we worry, we indicate that we are striving for more than obedient participation. We are aiming for the role of mastermind behind the circumstance. Faith has no part in this worry. And where there is no faith, there is no rest. 
Worry is such a difficult state of mind to maintain, but we accept it so often. Mm -hmm. We let it affect our moods, relationships, and health. It becomes larger than life. Jesus essentially tells his disciples to let God take care of the things he has promised to take care of and to fulfill the role only of a disciple, to act in faith and obedience. It's an easy place to be if we'll stay there. It's an acknowledgement that he, in all his sovereignty, is supremely trustworthy, that he desires no bad things for those who love him. The responsibility for change is left to him, and the only responsibility we assume is to faithfully follow his lead. Wherever he leads, we can calmly, restfully go. Wow, there's so much in all of that. Yes, especially in the midst of coronavirus. Right? <laughs> um, wow. Um, going back to verses 25 and 26. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? You know, I think a lot of times we we wish we had a little bit more time and then we could take care of things. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's interesting that that's kind of the, the thing about the fact that we can rest instead of working even harder when we're worried. Um, Interesting that you say that because we were struggling yesterday to allow ourselves just a chance, the chance to take a short rest. You and I struggle with that period, I think, because even when we do give ourselves time to rest, we are constantly challenging each other to say, quit feeling guilty about that because now you're robbing yourself of resting yeah. <laughs> and of getting the other stuff done. And so, wow, that's a really good point. So when I'm feeling stressed then about not having enough time to get the things done that I want to get done, I'm bringing worry in at that point because I'm trying to invoke my sovereignty over the things that are important over God's sovereignty mm-hmm. and choosing what's important. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and it's it's also interesting as far as just worry and the faith piece going together, you know, yeah. what they talked about. Because when I mean, we talk about that, we just talked about it with the couple that we did the region with, you know, yeah. um, about the fact that we we have to, it's not, faith in our spouse sometimes that we need it's more faith in god to take care of things you know in our marriage um for you and i i think sometimes it's 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 not um it's not really i don't feel like it's a lack of faith but it's that whole thing of if i just if i could worry about it then maybe i it would change the outcome. Uh-huh. And I don't know why we think that. You I know, know but the, I think that is the deceit that the devil lures us into that with, that if you worry enough, somehow it's going to change it. And, yeah. and we know it's not logically true, but how many times do we let him lure us into that? Yeah. What was that? Was it Anne Frank that said, worry does not give us power over tomorrow, but robs us of the power we need for today or something like that. I probably yeah. totally butchered that, but <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, wow. The, um, I'm, I'm looking back over. There were a couple of things that he said that I was like, wow. That whole thing of whenever we try to uh, exercise control, 
we reveal our suspicions that God's sovereignty might not be reliable. Yes, that's one of them. Yeah, Yeah, that was convicting. The fact that um, really we're just called to follow in in obedience and faith, and that's, that's all our part. Mm-hmm. And so when we get out of that, we start to meddle in God's work. And so we start to feel stress from that as His way of lovingly telling us we're out of our lane and we need to get back in our lane and we won't feel that stress anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Remember when Steve said um, stress is the sound God's voice makes when He's telling us we're chasing after something um, that is under His control and not yeah. ours. Yeah. And anxiety is the sound of God gently telling us that we're relying on something other than Him for our peace. So what do you think the sound of worry is? Worry is the sound of what? Mm. I think it kind of goes back to that sentence that Chris wrote. It is God telling us that we are trying to step into the role of sovereign Mm. instead of trusting his heart as the sovereign. Yeah. Well, Lord, I, I come to you and, and first of all, um, say, I'm sorry for times when I think that my worry is going to change a situation. I, I thank you that you are in control that you are sovereign God, yeah. that you sit on the throne even when everything around us doesn't make sense like it does today on August 7th, 2020. <laughs> um, even in the midst of all that, I do know that you are in control. So I I bring any worries um, that that I let kind of trickle in. I, I ask for you to just help put a, a lid on those. Help me just realize that I need to, to turn my worry into faith and that that really is the opposite. Um, I thank you so much for the fact that you, you take our everyday concerns that sometimes turn into worries and you remind us that you are in control. Amen. Lord, as always, I thank you for hearing the prayers of my precious wife and the ways that you speak to me through her prayers. That one statement that worry is the opposite of faith. I've never considered that. I know that so many people say that fear is the opposite of faith, but I'm realizing I don't think that that's true because we can be fearful as a part of our faith being afraid of our our own possibility of messing things up if we try to take control and that drives us to obedience to you or being afraid of the enemy's deceits and that drives us to you for our safety. But worry is the opposite of faith because it is us trying to, um, as Chris put it, be the mastermind of the circumstances instead of having faith in you. Lord, Convict me when I go there. When when I start to think I have to somehow, in my limited potential, affect outcomes that I can't even see. 
I know there are so many families right now that are overwhelmed with worry considering the impacts of this pandemic, trying to figure out what they do with their kids in school and their jobs and does somebody need to stay home and at home with school and take care of the kids? Can they afford to do that? So many people who have lost their jobs and wondering how long will it take before they get something else? And we spend so much time worrying and so little time praying and allowing that worry to drive us to you. So Lord, I, that's my prayer for these families that are going through all of this right now, that um, their anxiety would just draw them to you, to a greater faith and a greater, greater obedience to whatever you call them to do in just the next step. And for these couples that are struggling trying to get along with each other and wondering if their marriage is going to survive this pandemic and wondering if if they can have those feelings for each other again. Lord, I just pray that you would give them the faith to give you their worries. Thank you for being such a faithful, sovereign God. We rest in that. Amen. I just want to do a PS, and that is, it's been interesting to me because most of the time during this coronavirus, I haven't sat in worry. And I know a lot of people do, and I appreciate that prayer that you just did for everybody. But I am grateful for just having a childlike faith many times mm -hmm. and just being like, you know what? God has got this. And yeah. so if, uh, if that's not where you are today, maybe just remember that God's got you.